Welcome to the Kate McGuire podcast, the bridge to health, where we help people live healthier lives. I had a life-changing experience with natural medicine in my 20s and became passionate about health, nutrition, and natural alternatives, and it is right here that you will find answers. My goal is to give you access to experts and information to help you on your health journey. My other passion is business, and as a multiple business owner, I provide an insider view of the entrepreneurial journey and share the path to help you achieve success sooner and better. Remember to follow me on Instagram at katemaguire.ca for more information and reach out to me if there's something you'd like to hear more of or information I can track down for you. I am your host, Kate McGuire. Welcome to my podcast, The Bridge to Health. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Kate McGuire podcast. Today I am absolutely thrilled to introduce to you Ambriana Sharif, who is a certified holistic health coach practitioner and integrative nutritionist focused on helping women establish a balanced lifestyle. What is that? Through nutrition, education, gut health, I love that, optimization, and positive lifestyle shifts. Through virtual one-on-one health coaching, she educates and gives the needed resources to help her clients reach their goals while nourishing their mental, emotional, and physical health. That is wonderful. I'm so thrilled she can be a guest on my show today. You can keep up with her on Instagram at Sharif underscore health and visit her website, ambrianasharifhealth.com to find out more information on her coaching programs. Hi, Ambriana. Or Ambriana, I screwed it up again. (laughs) (laughs) You're good, you're good. (laughs) That's my biggest uh, trouble is Ambriana, Ambriana. But anyways, I've nailed it now. Hi, Ambriana, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Kate? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining me here. We came across each other on social media. I've been following you. I've been seeing all the really cool things that you do. You're a holistic health coach practitioner that speaks right to my heart. I've been in this industry 20 years. I so believe in the power of all of our natural approaches and um, health experts like you. And so I was really excited to bring you on today because I wanted to talk to you about balanced living, being a mother, uh, and you're a younger mother. I'm an older mother now, um, and just all the cool things you're doing. So really to get us started, tell me a little bit about yourself and what brought you to now be a, health, a holistic health coach practitioner. Amazing. Okay, so I have an actually I actually have a really interesting path into holistic health. So I actually started out in the fashion industry. So like most high school girls, like being in fashion was supposed to be like this fun, exciting career. But what I saw when I was entering the fashion industry was just a lot of unhappy, unhealthy people. And I knew, I didn't know what health was at the time, but I knew I was 18, 19 years old. This is not something I saw myself doing long-term. I knew I wanted to find a career that I could be passionate about that was exciting and fun, but I can also be healthy and be happy. So one of my good friends actually pushed me into trying out dental going into dental, being a receptionist, seeing if I like that industry. And that's I looked, kind of, I looked at that one time too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I was that age as well. Yeah. It's like, almost like you don't really know what to do, but you kind of know what, where you want to end up. Mm-hmm. So I tried dental. That's was my first foot in the door um, into the health industry. And I fell in love with it. I started as a receptionist um, my first year and I enjoyed seeing like p- people would come in with problems with they're in pain they would leave the office out of pain I would call do follow-up 
follow-ups with them to see how they're feeling after treatment and seeing how happy they were with they feel confident about their smile now or they're so happy they're out of pain it just it made me so much more interested into actual health and what else do these doctors do and what can they do for me for other people so I started asking a lot of questions to the doctors to find out more about dental health and wellness and that kind of led me into becoming a treatment coordinator for dental specialties. So I started working with um, two doctors who were orthodontic, orthodontists, and they also did myofunctional therapy and speech therapy at their office. Oh, that's and really interesting. Yeah. That, so that's a diversion from just your typical dentistry. Yes. And that's how I, my eyes really got open to how connected our health is. It's not just like, if you visit the dentist, it's only going to help you with teeth or jaw issues we were going into migraines some with chronic migraines um having a proper occlusion so the way that you bite down can affect um pressure in your head it can give you migraines or it can not give you migraines sleep issues the way you're breathing affects like just seeing how everything is connected really sparked that interest that made it exciting for me and yes. I dove right. yes and I think I've read and heard that you know, sometimes the dentist can be the first person to spot even deeper health issues in the body, right? They can see yeah. and, and other things going on. So that's really fascinating. And just quickly to go back to the fashion industry, which is so true, I'm sure at a young age, it sounded exciting. And then isn't it funny how your body can tell you this isn't the right space for me? Yeah. And you just know that it doesn't feel good. I, I always say, if it feels good, go towards it, right? Like if you, if you like it, um, you almost don't go towards where you think you want to make money, go towards what, what feels good. And the money follows. I, I say that, but yeah. uh, you know, so, so anyways, I just think that's just a good point to highlight that when you're young, like you don't have to have it all figured out and, 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 and just keep putting yourself in different situations and, and know that if it's just not right, you can move on from that until you find something that is settling well into your heart and you start to feel it spark a passion, right? Which it sounds like it happened here. So then what happened, what happened next? So from there, uh, I was probably like a year and a half, two years into me being a treatment coordinator for dental specialties that on my own, because I was already interested in healthy living in like how to reduce stress because a dental office is a very stressful environment. There's a lot of emergencies, a lot of different um, layers to working there. So I was really into like stress management. I knew I had anxiety, how to keep my anxiety levels down and to manage it. So I would then. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was just going to say also that I read uh, that it's a stressful environment for dentists and their staff because people are not particularly happy about coming to the dentist. Oh, yeah. Most people are scared or it's like they know it's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> so that's another thing. As a treatment coordinator, a lot, of, a, part of my, a lot of my job was discussing financials, which can be stressful. So a lot of the times for me, it was very important for me to keep know what strategies I can have in place at work and at home to keep my own stress levels down to keep because when my stress levels are down my anxiety it's a lot easier to manage so I would then start sharing that with the patients in the office so after we talk about your treatment financials obviously I'm going to see that you look a little stressed so I would then say hey like by the way like here's me comforting you here's me talking to you about stress management here's me telling you about for you to get long-term 
benefits. We just helped you with your sleeping disorder. Now you're sleeping amazing. You're breathing in airway is now open. You're breathing so much better. Why not take another step towards bettering your health by, let's say, increasing water intake, let's say, adding more fruits and vegetables to your diet. And I enjoyed the adding on. And there's a doctor I was working with. She loved it because she was into this. She's a dentist that was super into holistic health and functional medicine. And she was kind of looking for that way to bridge the gap between dental health and whole body well-being. And that's been happening, right? Like I've started to see that holistic Mm -hmm. dentistry, which is amazing. And it fits in so well because the mouth is almost like a gateway to knowing more about your body. That's Mm -hmm. almost like the entryway for your body to get one fuel. And then it also can show an insight into how your overall health is being. If you have a lot of, let's say, if you're very cavity prone, you have a lot of cavities, a lot of dental issues, it can be a sign that there's something going on in your gut. Mm. Having long-term exposure to bad bacteria in your body can lead to inflammation, all these other factors. So Mm -hmm. it was such an amazing place for me to be in that really fueled my passion for health and wellness and just educating myself. Like going, mm-hmm. like I'm this doctor, she would literally send me articles, like scientific articles and studies and research. And remember, I came from fashion. So I was, I stopped taking science as early as I could in school. But this information, and now I realized how it could actually apply to my life was eye-opening. And I was I would look at these research articles. I would study these case studies on what actually happened. And from doing that, it made me think, you know what? I would love to get certified and do something like this for a living. Like this makes me feel so good. Like when I can actually get that feedback from patients saying, hey, by the way, like um, the doctor helped me with my sleep issue, but thank you so much, Ambriana, for helping me. Like now I really want to, I'm at the gym regularly. I feel so much better. Um, my skin looks better. Like hearing those, that feedback from them and those mm-hmm. comments made mm-hmm. me feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're tapping into the, what unhealthy habits. I actually just posted about this. What unhealthy habits are holding you back? And it's things like, are you exercising? Are you getting the proper nutrition? Are you sleeping? Are you drinking? Are you um, letting self-limiting beliefs take over? Um, and these are all the things that you have to work hard against to combat. You know, you you need to, you can't just let your mind kind of figure it out all on its own. Read books, read things that are really positive, encouraging people that have actually nailed this and mastered it. Um, the one I'm reading right now is the power of your subconscious mind. Like literally what you feed into your conscious mind, your subconscious mind just accepts. And if you switch that around to positive messages, it'll accept those too. It doesn't challenge it. So, you know, but it's harder. I think people, we all have a hard time saying those positive things, but um, I'm, I'm such a believer in trying to uh, burn the bridges of the unhealthy habits and letting yourself uh, achieve your goals, right. By letting go of all the, the bad stuff that seems to rule a lot of our lives sometimes. A hundred percent. And a lot of the times I feel like once we have someone to kind of point us in the right direction, and we have the right information and the right tools, we can, it can take us places. All of a sudden our eyes are open to knowing that, okay, yes, how I actually talk to myself actually affects my, my whole health, not just my mental health, not just my emotional health, but my physical health too. If I only 
looked in the mirror and said nice things about myself, maybe I would be successful on trying to drop those last 10 pounds. Maybe I would be successful with actually managing my stress, lowering my cortisol levels, lowering the inflammation in my body. It's it's a whole ripple effect. Everything is connected. Your emotional, mental, physical, it's all connected. Amazing. So then did you wrap up at the, um, at the dentist and start pursuing your education or did you sort of do it at the same time? And then how long did that take? So I started doing it at the same time. So around that same time, I was actually in a severe car accident where I was kind of, it was two years where I was doing physiotherapy, seeing specialists for, um, brain trauma. Uh, and it was my third concussion as well from the car accident. Mm-hmm. So a doc, one of the specialists I was seeing, um, neurologist actually told me that basically I was 23 years old. And he told me for the rest of your life, you're going to have to be on pain medication because you have chronic pain. And that just didn't wow. sit with me. I was just like this. I see what the doctors I work with, they do. I know there's more. I know there's a whole side of health that Western medicine isn't talking about. Yes. I did not want to accept that at 23 years old for the rest yes. of my life, I'm going to have to be stuck taking medication for pain, for anxiety to get me through the door. I have, I have a whole life in front of me. I just got married. I had, there's too many things I want to do. So that's what really made me become my own health advocate. I really mm-hmm. took charge with talking to be asking those questions, not being afraid of having a stupid question, but just saying, Hey, doctor, so-and-so, what can I do for my migraines that I have every single day? That's not medication. If you don't have the answer for me, I'll go elsewhere and find that answer. And I think that is so, that is such a critical point here um, that what, is there another path? And, you know, where do I find the other path? Who do I talk to, right? Because you can end up in the doctor's office in your position, like you were, and chronic pain, oh my gosh, because I've lived with chronic, I, I don't have it now, but I had chronic pain through my 30s because of a back injury. And I know what that's like. It is so mentally debilitating because there's no relief, chronic pain. Like it just, you, you, there's just no pause to sort of, okay, refuel the jets, right? So chronic pain, um, I could do a whole podcast on that because that is so much to contend with for people. And then, yes, when you're trying to deal with anxiety or other health related issues and um, you know, Western medicine really does just have one path, which is fine, but there are a series of other paths that can be explored. And that's what upset me the most when I found out about those other paths was that no one, no one really knew about it. Like no one, no one really suggested it to me. Um, In fact, most people, were negative. I'd say 95% thought it was all silly and not a, a way to go. So that, that for me, and I think you and I are so aligned on this and really have an understanding because I was 27 when, when my path led me down to natural medicine, I was just so upset that most people would never come across the other path to help them in their health. Right. So anyways, keep going. I completely agree with you. I remember I was with um, one neurologist and I said is there any food that I could start eating instead of me taking this pill that could better my brain health and I remember she said no 
She says, honestly, the best path for you would be continuing to take your prescriptions, keep taking them every day. And this is just, this is what life's going to be like for you. And I just, I remember I, I, thinking yeah. this, no, like I am not accepting this. And I went on Google and there are tons of articles. And thankfully today there are now actual studies that are released and on the internet for anyone yes. to get access to and to I, see. I was baffled that people don't get the nutrition connection. And I just came across a post yesterday about someone saying they had their first um, cancer uh, treatment or operation, but the first um, meal they were served in the hospital was a sloppy joe. And it amazes me because this is the, these are the foods that are fed to the people who are in hospital that need nutrition, need supporting nutrients to help them get through whatever they're fighting. And, um, and it does, it makes me laugh because the very first product I started with 20 years ago was an omega-3 fish oil. And we talked about how incredibly powerful DHA and EPA were for the brain, for allowing blood flow to the brain. And there was possible connections to relief of depression and ADHD and lots of different um, mental wellness um, effects from it. And I remember I would be out selling my fish oil, like talking to people in stores about it. And people would say, oh, it's snake oil. But then of course, about a decade later, pharmaceutical companies were coming out with their own version of a fish oil with, with a really pharma, fancy pharmaceutical name. And at the end of the day, it was just omega-3s, just like the omega-3s that I had been selling a decade earlier. So it, the natural health industry is actually ahead quite often of um, Western medicine. And people think that it's alternative medicine and, and it, you know, it can't be trusted. But I have seen now products and um, uh, different you know, herbal products, I mean, lots of different things utilized decades earlier that now like probiotics, oh my gosh, like yeah. we were talking about probiotics 20 years ago. And you would say to the doctor after an operation, you know, I'm on all these antibiotics, what should I take? Oh, you know, nothing. Or maybe then they started saying maybe some yogurt. And now they're all saying probiotics, which 20 years ago, nobody took probiotics seriously. And, and now they're massive, right? So anyways, that's just a little tangent I've gone off on, but natural health, I feel is advanced like it, it's ahead of the curve right you think what natural health was actually first yes thousands of years ago before doctors were there before they had um medicine they had herbs and they would use these herbs certain herbs certain spices certain foods in order to heal someone or, or in order to help with their symptoms that they're going through so that was actually first and that was successful that worked for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. So the thing today is almost like it's just bridging that gap because Western medicine is so powerful, so helpful. Eastern medicine or ancient medicine, the holistic way, the natural way, the functional medicine, those have their place too. And if you can just bridge that gap, you get the best of both worlds and you're actually able to one, heal yourself. And then two, maintain long-term health for the rest of your life. Yes. Yes. So that, so that's amazing. You and I are hundred percent aligned there. So, <laughs> okay. So you went and did your certification, you became certified and, uh, um, started a practice, I presume. Yeah. So I started over COVID. So basically I, co uh, the pandemic started. 
me and my husband, we just got back from um, South America. We picked up our dog who we now have on the way. Pandemic happened literally a week after we got our dog. Pandemic happened. I had a couple months left before I got my certification as a health coach practitioner. And I just said, you know what? Why don't I just quit? Why don't I just, instead of me trying to keep doing both, I was like, let me just see what happens if I just fully immerse myself into my studies, into going, even going beyond what I need to study, diving into topics that actually really hit home for me. So at the time it was brain health, brain health, how movement impacts whole body health and ways for me to manage um, my anxiety and like mental health was huge is still huge for me. Mm -hmm. So I had that time. And then July, 2020, I started my business. I said, I'm just going to go for it, launch it, see what clients it can take. And whether or not I was successful at getting, gaining clients at the time, I thought as long as I'm able to share information and be that guide for someone just to say, Hey, by the way, you don't have to sit there in pain. You don't have to sit there unhappy about X, Y, and Z. There are so many options for you, whether you have enough money to pay for it or whether you just have enough time that you can invest to learning about certain subjects and learning how to better yourself, either or is a win. So that's why I did. I started my Instagram page, which my whole goal is just to create community, share valuable information. And then if you need to take a step further, I'm also here to coach you and help guide you and give you further resources, further information, further tools for you to really achieve your goals, to feel your best and to ultimately just thrive and to flourish and be, and just feel amazing. That's my goal. Well, that's awesome. And I think though, what's really important for anybody that you're working with is they, they have to be so willing on their side. So that education piece to, to teach themselves and learn. Um, that's the hardest part, I think, for people, because it is a commitment to yourself and it's a commitment to learning. And it's not one of these things that you can just hand over to someone. Like the way you hand over is maybe, okay, prescribe me a pill. That's as much as I'm going to do here. Right. But if you want to work harder at this path of other options, it, it takes time. It takes time with people like yourself and it takes time to uh, read and learn and find out all these other options that are available for people. So um, what would you be able to share with us? I mean, I, we don't wanna give out any um, uh, you know, information that people feel is they can go out and fix themselves. I always say to people, the first thing you need to do is go and see a certified holistic practitioner, naturopathic doctor. You need to go to the people who are experts in it because trying to solve your own problem or walking into a health food store and looking at all the products on the shelves is completely overwhelming. You're going to, you know, just probably spend a lot of money and not have any direction. So I strongly, strongly recommend that people go and see a holistic uh, practitioner to help, um, to help them with all of that, because everyone's health is so individualized and their history and everything that's gone on with them and everything that is going on with them, it has to be really examined by, by the health, um, practitioner, but there was something that was funny that you had posted and I commented on it. It was about, um, people being so scared. This is just time back to you, like launching into becoming your own business, which I love too. That's the other part that I get pulled into is just people in business um that uh Kayla Barnes supposed to people are so scared of failure 
that they never do what they are capable of. So they stay inside miserable situations. Isn't that awful? Um, stop playing small. We have one shot at this life. Imagine the person that you could be if you just had the courage. It's huge. It's huge. I love, I think, that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, and that really probably spoke to you because you took a big leap there leaving the job. But then I really believe in that. If you want to make a go of something, sometimes you have to close all those other doors, even if it means leaving stability, leaving dependability, you know, taking that leap where everyone's telling you, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, how can you be doing that? How are you going to make money? You know, but I think close the doors, focus. I say what you, I read that in that book, how to be a badass, what you focus on becomes your reality, right? hundred percent. Yeah. So I honestly, for me, it was, I, I truly believe that fear can stop us from the most amazing experiences, whether it's fear of failure, feeling like you're an imposter, you don't deserve that happy or you don't deserve to reach that goal or fear, fear of just not making it, losing money, um, saying that it was a mistake, but that holds us back. Our life is full of pages and chapters and different series of events that happen in our life. Why stay on that same chapter when there's a new chapter waiting for you and that new chapter is full of a whole, like a whole bunch of amazing experiences. So for me, I took my shot on my health first. I took my shot. I became my own advocate. I told doctors no to treatment. I brought in my own research. I asked all those questions that Sometimes I thought we were stupid questions. Sometimes I thought that the doctor may laugh at me for bringing it up, but hey, I did it anyways. And I saw how amazing that experience was for me and that I was actually able to get off all of my medication. Amazing. I was actually able to feel my best. I was actually able to reach goals that personal trainers would say, sorry, like just for your body type, you'll never have abs or you'll never have this. And I reached it by just saying, hey, let me just take a step back. Let me see what all the actual factors are in my health. And let me start step-by-step, habit-by-habit, form routines, form whatever is needed to make that a reality. Make your dreams to reality. Once I realized I could do that with my health, I was like, why can't I do that with everything else in my life? And why not share what I'm doing with uh, what, what I'm doing in order to inspire other women to do the same? Because mm-hmm. I wish I had during the whole time when I was having trouble, like we were saying that sometimes people will almost like laugh at you and be like, hey, no, 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 like that's not the way to go. Using food to heal you, going to the natural food, the health store and using different supplements, using omega-3, that's not going to heal you. You have to go to the doctor. You have to do that surgery. You have like, mm-hmm. I almost have to ignore them and just say, hey, let me just see what works. Let me do it. Whether or not it doesn't work or not, at least I can say I tried. Mm-hmm. And I got to experience that I got to learn from that. And that's, in my opinion, that's what's being humans all about. It's mm-hmm. about having experiences, learning from them, making mistakes, make, having failure in your life in order. So in order for the success to taste even sweeter, right? Yeah, so for sure. For sure. Um, I, I always think, you know, what, what is it? And that has made us so fearful, right? Is it the news? It's the experiences, everything. And, and we stay in a comfort zone, right? And um, for so many reasons. Um, but I think once you take the steps out, you can build confidence to see that, 
okay, like I can do this. And gosh, I've had some failures too in business that, you know, oh, they, they hurt. But it hasn't stopped me from trying again because I've come back smarter and I knew know now not to do that again. And um, and then you make it up and you make it up even bigger the next time, right? So it is, um, We t- I talked about that in another podcast about overcoming fear. And, uh, you know, I just think a lot of people are held back and I just don't want to be, you know, one day nearing the end of my life, looking back going, why didn't I try that? Because um, people think they're too old, which is crazy. Like it's never, you're never too old to try and yeah. pursue something new. Yeah. Never so listen, there's, there's never not an, enough time in the day. Just, just do it. So you're a mom. And I think this is really um, important for you know, women and having kids and how it all comes together. How do you manage your career now? And now that you're a mom, how old's your, is it your daughter or your son? Yeah. So it's my daughter. She's 16 yeah. months old. Oh my gosh. So she's yeah. really young. Yeah. Wow. She's young. She's active. She is definitely a full-on toddler. So um, I always say it is a juggling act. It is motherhood is the most rewarding journey you can ever be on but it's also the most overwhelming and challenging journey at the same time so a lot of the times I think almost every day I pretty much have to take a step back and look at the big picture and say okay let me enjoy this moment and then tomorrow I'll have the time and energy to work on my business to get back to emails to do this I have to remember I have to keep balanced I have to make sure if I'm with my daughter, I want to give her a hundred percent. I want to give her my full time and I want to be present because when I am, I'm so happy and I enjoy everything. Even if it's her spilling all her food on the floor and then my dog eating it up instead of being upset that, Oh no, the wasted food. Oh no. What are you going to eat? I spent X amount of time making that for you. You know what? I'm just going to enjoy you being this age right now. And then, yeah, sorry. sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I can't stand now. I see women out at the park or walking um, with the strollers and they're all on their phones and they've got their little ones there, but they're not engaged. Everyone's on their phones, looking at their phones. And I am now old enough that when I had my kids, we didn't have, um, I mean, I can't remember, but I do not remember being on my cell phone looking at stuff it just didn't it just wasn't there when I had mine and uh and I just see it now and I think oh you're missing these opportunities to be engaged with your child it just breaks my heart like their kids are looking and the kids are sitting there in the stroller looking at them and and mom or dad's just sitting on the park bench rolling yeah I went through the phase when I after I had my daughter around three months postpartum I decided to jump back into work I wanted start taking clients. I want to like, just fear, feel that fire that I felt before and that passion, because I, I knew that for me to kind of navigate motherhood and who I am as a mom, but also am I the old Ambriana pre-pregnancy and pre-child, or am I going to become a new person? Just navigating the whole thing. I knew pursuing something I'm passionate about, whether it's as a hobby, whether it's a career, I knew it had to be in there, had to be in my life somehow. Mm-hmm. And I, when I jumped back into work, I was not present whatsoever with my daughter. And I remember it was my first month back 
and I missed so much. Yes. And I realized how I was like, wait, hold on. You're sitting up now. Mm-hmm. What, like, when did this happen? What do you, it was just like, I was like, I yeah. can't, I cannot miss every single mom has told me that it, it flies by so fast and you do not get those moments back. And it's, it's hard. I mean, you're, I mean, you're tired and they're hard moments too, but like you do, I know that I was the same as you at four months. I said, okay, I'm going back. I was self-employed, went back. I had a nanny and I had my first son. And when he was around nine months, we took a little holiday to Florida. And I said to my husband, oh my gosh, I don't know my own baby. Like I, I, I don't feel like I know him. And I said to him, you know what, we're going back and I'm leaving the business to just raise my son. You know, I'm just taking whatever time I need. And I, um, I didn't leave entirely because I still needed to make sure the ship was, was running, but I had, uh, you know, a general manager come in place and I just said, no, like, um, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't walk away right now. So uh, I just felt like I didn't know him. Right. It was like that struggle with the, the mom guilt. It's like feeling guilty that you're not solely with your child, but then also it's not being true to yourself by allowing yourself to pursue the things that you are passionate about, because just because you are a, mo- a mother doesn't mean that's all you are. You're still that friend. You're still someone's sister, someone's daughter, someone's wife, some like, and it's, Honestly, the first year of becoming a mom was very hard and deciding like, what is my identity? Who am I? Am I the same girl that used to go out every weekend with her friends and stay out <laughs> late going to bars and having a good time? I, I'm happy I have those memories, but realistically, I can't, I can't do it now. I can't do that every weekend. Instead, I choose to be present with my daughter when I'm with her. When I'm at work, I choose to be present when I'm at work, when I have, when I'm working with clients, whether I'm doing, um, I do presentations at my local library on health and wellness. I choose to be very present in those moments. I choose to be present with my husband. We schedule out time for each other because even though I'm a mom, even though I'm an entrepreneur, even though I am a health coach, I'm also a wife and I want to make sure I'm not missing out on anything. So it's really just slowing down and understanding that, okay, I need to have balance. These are all the pieces of my identity. And in order to have balance, I need to nurture each one individually. So when I'm a mom, I, I my clients hear me say this all the time. If they text me, I'll be like, sorry, I'm just in mom mode right now. Tomorrow, I'm going to be at my computer. I'll have my nutritionist hat on and I am all yours and I'll go through everything with you or I'll, I'll send that email. So you, you, you block it off. Yep. I block right. it off. This is and really practical advice. Yeah. Cause I tried it the other way. I tried it just doing everything. I remember being, I literally had my laptop out. I had, I was um, nursing my daughter, trying to answer emails and just the amount of typos and grammatical errors I was making. And I was just like, I remember feeling like how on earth do all these women do, do it all? I know. And that's what I was, I was like, okay, take a step back and just, I had to honestly, and I do this almost on a monthly basis. I take a step back and just say, you know what, like, how am I feeling? Cause I know if my, if I'm not feeling my best, how am I going to then give my best to my daughter, to my husband, to 
my family and friends to my client. I can't. So how am I feeling? Am I overwhelmed? Why am I overwhelmed? Is it because I said yes to too many things? Am I trying to still be that fun social girl that goes out any time of day? Am I trying to be a, the best of the best mom and plan all these play dates that's burning me out? Mm-hmm. I have to stop and say, okay, how can I, what can I add in that's going to serve me? And I find, okay, if I'm going to nurture the mom aspect of me and my the mom side of my identity, let me put my phone away. I'm going to, my phone's dead anyways. Let me put it on the charger in an hour. I'm going to spend an hour with my daughter. I'm going to read books, do whatever she wants to do. And that fills me up because I'm present with her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when we're, when we're done that, let's say my mom comes to take, to help me watch my daughter or my husband's home then I'm able to say, okay, I'm going to take the next hour and I'm going to work out. I'm going to go take a walk, take my dog on a walk. I'm going to get some exercise, get some fresh, fresh air and nurture just the Ambriana part. Then when I come home, how about I cook some food? I'm going to write down the recipe and I'm going to nurture that nutritionist part of me and that health coach part of me. How about in the evening before me and my husband, because we're both tired, we're both parents, before we just sit down and put on something to watch, let's spend 30 minutes and let's just talk and let's nurture the couple, the wife part of me. And let's make sure like I have that balance. And when I find when I don't do those things, that's when everything seems impossible. And that's when it seems much harder than it is. Well, I'm a lot older than you. And I think I need to apply those principles to my life (laughs) because Half the time I feel like we're racing in and it's crazy. And I I don't set up blocks of time to sort of think that way. Um, although recently I have been definitely saying no to so much more and uh and and trying to find more downtime. Um, because I I really had a problem with taking downtime. I just go in full throttle all the time. Like I I I won't leave any white space on my calendar. And um and then even though I have things booked, I'll squeeze things in between that, right? So um, so that's that's amazing. And at a young age, you've been able to, you know, implement that. That's that's very wise to be able to uh, you know, maintain your own mental wellness, really. Because having a little one is tiring too, you know, it's you must exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like because I've seen myself, especially after my car accident, and I I really, really, really prioritized my health during my pregnancy. I I didn't have that rainbow and sunshine pregnancy. I was very, um, like I had no energy in my pregnancy, pretty much throughout my entire pregnancy. I had very low energy. If you know me, you know that I'm the girl that would work a 10 hour a day at the dental office and then go to the gym for two hours and then go home, make dinner and watch TV until 11 p.m. and then do it all again the next day. So for mm-hmm. me, going from having all that energy and feeling really good to during my pregnancy, not, and then at postpartum, also trying to navigate, okay, I only got three hours of sleep last night and I have a client call at 12 p.m. I have my daughter to look after. I have to, like, there's just too many things and I don't like feeling like I'm trapped, that I'm put in a corner. Mm-hmm. And I realized, so, oh, sorry, sorry, keep going. Yep. Okay, I realized that if I feel that things are starting to get overwhelming, stop 
and take a step back. Okay. So, yeah. So you basically have said like, as soon as you have that feeling of being overwhelmed, that's your indicator to take stock of what's going on. Right. And then you kind of slow things down a bit. You put them into the, the pieces where they need to be like, here's the half hour where I catch up with my husband. Here's Mm -hmm. the half a day where I'm just completely mom hats on and I'm not available. Um, and then here's the other part where I'm running my business and you're really able to compartmentalize those things. So that sounds like really healthy step there, but also just the indicator that you listen to yourself when you hear and feel that feeling over overwhelmed. And then you also talked about the stress strategies like that you had implemented back even in the days of the dentistry. So what do you use now as, as stress strategies, um, for, for managing everything. And what do you tell your clients? So for me, it's all about lifestyle. So especially work, like I try to treat myself like a client, especially when I feel overwhelmed or I have a difficulty in my life. So I tell my clients, okay, where in your life can you one, just fit in 10 minutes to just do like a little assessment on yourself. How do I feel physically? How's my digestion? How am I feeling mentally, emotionally? Where, where does that fit for you? For me personally, it's in the morning. The morning is the best time for me, but maybe for a client, it's at lunch. It's their lunch hour. Maybe it's the end of the day after they had dinner, maybe before bed, find that time that works best for you. Cause what works for me is not going to necessarily work for you. So once you find that time that works well for you to actually be able to check in on yourself, then build a routine around that. So for me personally, as a mom, even before I was a mom, I knew I enjoyed having a slow morning. I enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoy morning movement. I like getting my circulation going. I like getting just those feel good hormones flowing in the morning. I like to have breakfast. I like to have just a very calm, very minimal decision-making in the morning. And so when my daughter came into the picture, it was, how am I going to do that with her? So now she's a part of that routine. In the mornings after I feed her, we do yoga together. Whether or not she's going to sit there with me, I'll put on music for her. I call it dance party time and we do our morning movement because I already know if I have a good morning, Mm -hmm. even if the rest of the day is, let's say it's up in the air, everything just doesn't go well. At least I had that moment in the morning where I was able to hydrate myself. I have my non-negotiables, which everyone does. Everyone has things that they do that makes them feel good and makes them feel well. Mine is keeping myself hydrated. So in the morning, I start my day off before I even grab my daughter from her crib. I try to drink a glass of water. I have her, I do my skincare in the morning. I do some yoga stretches. I make breakfast for me and her. And then I have my coffee as I'm doing things with her. So as I'm running around the house with her, whether we go on a walk in the morning, like I make sure those morning negotiables, like non-negotiables are done. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel more excited and ready for the rest of the day. Whether my whole day is just mom work, which is housework, which is taking care of the baby, taking care of the dog, or whether it's not, I'm switching over and doing the business side, whether I'm working on my website, whether I'm working on designs, whether I'm with clients. So you're setting, yeah, you set in motion this routine in the morning, which sets up your whole day uh, to be positive, regardless of what kind of comes your way, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So the morning routine is critical for you and everybody is different. Some people might be like busy little bees hop up and they're off and they love to be at their desk by 7 a.m. Um, but it, it, the importance of setting up that routine in the morning to sort of set your day in motion, right? That makes you feel good. Yeah. So, yeah. So this and is the advice you would be passing on to your, your um, patients, your customers. Yes. So when we work together, we go through, okay, what is your lifestyle? We go through a, a, their normal day, Monday to Friday. What does it look like for them? Okay, now where can we, so let's say someone's goal is to, they want to lose those last 10 pounds. That's, that's her goal. She wants to lose those last 10 pounds. Okay. For you to lose the 10 pounds, we need to talk about nutrition. We need to talk about sleep. We need to talk about movement. Those are like the main three things that we start with. We set goals for those things. Now, where in your current lifestyle can we implement these things that's not going to cause any stress to you? Mm -hmm. Or is it going to be at you, 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 every day you take an hour lunch. Why don't we do, you eat your lunch and why don't you go for a walk, 10 minute walk, mm -hmm. come back to work. You're probably going to feel better, more energized, ready to go through a day. And then we stack it up like that. And then right. at the end, yeah. sorry, yes. at the end of our six months together, I go through the, it's called a back to basis, back to basics toolkit. So what are all these non-negotiables that has set you up to feel your best? These are the things that you always want to make sure you're getting in daily, weekly, monthly, if you're ever feeling off, this is what you kind of go back to, to say, okay, you know what? I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling um, like my goal, I lost the 10 pounds, but now I'm gaining it back. Okay. Before I start panicking, let me just zoom out. Let me do a check-in with myself. Let me go back to my non-negotiables. Let me go back to this back to basics, back to basics toolkit. And let me see what habits I need to make sure I'm implementing in my lifestyle that's going to set me up so that way I know, like, okay, yes. I'm going to go back to my 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 slow mornings. I'm going to go back to my slow evenings. I'm going to go back to having my lunch hour, whatever it is for you. I'm trying to help it. I'm trying to help my clients live mindfully. Because when you yeah. are a little bit more mindful of what kind of, what things set you off to be overwhelmed, what things drain your energy, what things fill you with energy, you're then able to make better decisions. And mm -hmm. I find that that's what really, like, that's what helped, has helped me to even know, okay, well, let me see who I am and all my different identities and let me nurture each one. Let me, what are all these lifestyle factors in my life that feed me? Let me nurture each one. Let me check in on each one to make sure I'm doing what I can to be balanced because when you are balanced, you feel good mentally, you feel good emotionally, you're in tune with yourself emotionally, and then you feel good physically, right? Yes. And when you're balanced, you can handle life's curveballs because they will mm -hmm. inevitably come. So I guess sort of to wrap this up, what I would say I, I'm hearing here, which I love, is that we really needed to get back to the basics. Like when you're overwhelmed when life is crazy, you really need to focus back on the movement, the nutrition and the sleep, right? Like just, you've got to get those ones down that you're fueling your body with the healthy food, making sure you're getting out for the movement. So it's not even like I'm doing this rigorous workout and I'm CrossFit, everything, like just get back to basics. It's that walk at lunch you might be recommending, right? Yeah. And the sleep, right? So you get those three things in place and you can reset and you can be more balanced. And then the other part is blocking your life, right? Like blocking the time. So instead of how you described sitting there doing emails, the baby's going, you're trying to make lunch and everything's like 
all screwed up, we're making mistakes, that's not good either. So you need to compartmentalize, right? Like this is my mom time. This is my work time. This is my husband time. This is my time, right? And almost just factor it right in there and um, and work with, with uh, stress and anxiety strategies as well with the breathing and, and again, nutrition and working with your health coach, your health practitioner to help you achieve those things. Because I'm just talking to anyone that might be listening. You might be living your life where, you're really good at what you do, but someone like Ambriana or a natural health practitioner is really good at that. So you need that extra help. And this is why I really stress to people, don't just wander into that health food store and start picking things out. Talk to a practitioner who can give you guidance. So you and I have talked about a lot today and I love this. I love that you shared so much about, you know, obviously you had a real struggle there. That's a, a car accident at 23 is a lot to go through. But it sent you down this path to learn about natural health, which is amazing. You became a practitioner out of it. And now you're helping other people with, with natural health and how to manage stress and anxiety, how to live a balanced life. These are all amazing things. And, and I'm so happy that you're doing things like this and coming on here with me. But I want us to get together again to talk about very specifically the microbiome and our gut health, because you and I have exchanged a few um uh, texts about that. And we, I really want to take a deep dive into that because of that connection. So would you come back and maybe we could talk more about those specifics and things that, uh, that, that you might recommend and what people could do. And we could, we could just talk about, um, that connection to the, the mind and the gut. Cause I I'm really fascinated by that right now. Yes, Kate, I will. That is my favorite subject. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love like we said this before we even got started, we connect so well that I love these conversations we have. And if I'm able to share like valuable information with people that way I can help them and help kind of point them in the right direction or offer yes. some guidance, I'm so here for it. I love that, Ambriana. And also what's really cool is we both went to the same high school. We did, yeah. <laughs> but like what, 20 years apart? Yeah. <laughs> Arendelle Secondary, go Raiders, oh, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, take care. Thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to our next chat. Thank you for contributing. Thank you for helping people. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. That was so great. Remember, you can track down Ambriana Sharif at her Instagram page, which is Ambriana Sharif underscore health. That's A-M-B-R-I-A-N-N-A, Ambriana Sharif, S-H-E-R-I-F underscore health. And visit her website, uh, AmbrianaSharifHealth.com. Thanks, folks, for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please follow me on Instagram at katemaguire.ca and join me for more episodes on The Bridge to Health. Bye for now. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.